Hello and welcome to Gym World Worldwide. I am your host, John Franklin, here with Mateo Lopez and Mark Fisher. And boys, do we have stuff to talk about this week. Cool. There is a new influencer gym that is going super viral on TikTok. And I How am, viral? Uh, we're talking, you know, 50 million views over the last few weeks. Viral. Oh, wow. And that's just on TikTok, so we got a we got a Instagram as well. So mm -hmm, I am mm -hmm. very excited to show this to you guys. Um, here we go. Welcome to part two of the greatest gym in the fucking nation. This ain't Planet Fitness, baby. This is a lifter's paradise. We have 36 squat racks. We have 50 Ohio deadlift bars and power bars. We have bumper plates, cast iron plates. We have something for everyone. Let me show you our leg section. We have two bilateral leg press, bilateral hip press, two of them, three vertical leg press, three linear leg press, two regular head press, three super V squats, two hack squats, two linear hack squats, two pendulum squats. You already know that chest day is the best day. That's why we have 20 Olympic benches. You're never gonna have to wait again. And we have over 50,000 pounds of stainless steel dumbbells. They go from five pounds all the way up to these big boys, 200 pounds. Don't even think about touching this shit unless you can re-rack it. That's it guys, like and share for part three. Didn't appreciate taking shots at our unofficial sponsor planet fitness there in the intro um but hey you know i get it the best way to earn clout is to pick a fight so i i, I totally understand the strategy there what do you uh what do you make of this mark you know i mean this is the type of gym that i feel like is a little bit outside my actual ballywick it's hard for me to speak to this kind of gym and this scale of gym which i admit is a hole i plan to fill soon actually because here in newburgh new york we actually have one of the most successful gold gym owners in the entire nation who also, we, and we share some mutual friends. So uh, saying, let me qualify this by saying I'm a little on tenuous ground as I'm not an expert on this, but listen, I don't know, 50 million views on TikTok. That's very interesting. Number one, I think we have seen on the show consistently that gyms that really nail it with the influencer can actually translate into dollars. And understand this i would contrast this with things that are also cool but don't actually tend to lead to money so for instance it's well known in the world of performance training gyms it's cool if you train athletes but it doesn't usually make you money right or even a place like mark fisher fitness which has been one of men's health's top 20 gyms in america and we've been all the big fitness magazines and we've been in all the new york newspapers and it's cool but it doesn't actually translate to money I am very interested by this phenomenon because particularly with the influencers, at least from what we've seen from Christian Guzman and some of the other gyms running this play, it looks like it might actually work. But I'm curious to hear from the two of you if you have any insight or any thoughts on what a P&L for this kind of gym is going to look like because we're dealing with massive capex outside the gate. So I'm curious what this needs to look like from a membership model perspective. But admittedly, with 50 million TikTok followers, you know, a lot of different ways one could make money with an audience that size. That's not followers. I think that's a, like that's a, my or, general yes. back of the envelope estimate of view count. Views. Um, okay. So you're a liar. Now, no, I said views. You're just that a bad true. listener. That's fair. Touche. If you're what, or if you're listening to this instead of watching it, so he just showed like a massive seventy thousand square foot gym with a football field down the middle of it and a bunch of top of the line equipment. Um, 
it looks like he got a lot of inspiration from Drake's house. So uh, he does another video where he breaks down some of the accoutrements that uh, make the gym special. Let's take a look. Here's what it costs to build a flies gym in the world. The front desk doubles as a piece of art. It's carved out of a single piece of quartz, and it cost me $60,000. And this badass marble wall was $20 a foot for material and labor, 4,000 square feet, 80000 bucks. And this beautiful hand-cut custom walkway inspired by Drake's $100 million mansion was hundred grand. And this badass football field behind me Custom turf for 65,000 bucks. If you want to know more about what it costs to build the most badass fucking gym in the world, like and comment below. So, yeah, I just, I don't, I love how the, there was, for those listening, there was also a Lambo just in the, yeah. in the foyer. <laughs> Wasn't the, even the mentioned. Logo's it, also it speaks very, for itself, <laughs> you know. <laughs> The uh, the logo is also very heavily inspired by the Lamborghini logo. Yes. Like It looks yes. like it was yes. a Lamborghini logo until you read it. Um, right, right. Uh, yeah, I, the the choice of you know marble for a gym also I just thought was interesting. If you're going to have thousands upon thousands of people coming in and out of this place in order to, to to make ends meet, it just seems like a very loud, cavernous kind of a design choice for a gym where people are typically very loud, clang and bang, as they say, and also uh, got to be a nightmare to keep it from not being a hazard with all the sweaty bodies. Coming in and out of there. But yeah, I mean, it looks sweet. It looks cool. Don't know if it'll make money, but it looks really cool. Well, he laid out, uh, because that was my initial reaction. I was like, how is this going to make money? Because he he revealed in a video that the monthly membership price was going to be $69, no sign-up fee, no commitment. So I was just thinking of the amount of people who would need to come in and out of that gym and use that equipment and break it all down and the cost it would take to keep that marble slab up like beautiful like here let let me show you the locker rooms to just give you an idea of like how many people they're going to need to keep this place clean all right guys are you ready for part four of the greatest gym in the fucking nation we have over 300 stainless steel lockers in each locker room every single locker has a digital lock all you need to do is type in your own four digit personal code automatically unlocks you never need to remember to bring your lock it is also vented in the back that so no more smelly lockers the showers here are so incredible you're never going to want to shower at home again we have a dual fall rain water bag and six body jets as well as a handheld spread no expense was spared when building the lockers it is literally covered from floor to ceiling with marble led mirrors the custom thing. marble sinks you're gonna feel the like royalty when you come to fusion and don't worry we didn't skimp for the ladies we went even bigger and better for the ladies locker room it features everything the male locker room has and more it is 3,000 square feet and if you come to fusion before work don't worry ladies i got you covered we have a beautiful hair and makeup area so you can get ready for work all right fusion fam so if you're excited about our newest location that we're about to bring to this community do me a favor please share and like this video and all the other ones before it because we are excited to bring you one of the best gyms in the world the the thing that stuck out to me there is just like black marble sounds so hard to keep clean like incredibly hard to keep clean like white marble stains really easily so in like a you know in a $70 a person gym, like the type of stuff that might be out or the type of messes that might be made, like keeping that polished and looking beautiful, incredibly difficult. Then you go into the bathroom, black marble. There's just like, I just don't know how you can keep a gym that size with that type of anticipated traffic, like looking really good. I mean, I guess I'm kind of asking two questions here. One is, 
it does seem like the choices of the material seem particularly suspect. And while I don't think that's, again, probably something that I consider myself an expert on, I share all of these concerns about how is that actually going to fly? So I would, I would pin that as one potential possibly massive oversight for how this is also going to play. I think the other thing that is interesting is even the messaging so far is like this, the UVP is this gym is expensive. This, <laughs> you, you know, it's valuable. We're the only gym that's ever spent this much money. It's covered in diamonds, right? It's, it's specifically this much money. So, and I do see, okay, there's probably some benefit for a certain type of consumer that wants a luxury brand, but then we have this disconnect where the membership is $69, like right. a lot less right. than Equinox. So having said that, because of the, by all accounts, incredible rollout viral strategy, hence we're even talking about it, and because of clearly this individual's access to massive amounts of capital, which someone was okay with and said, these are all acceptable things, buy this marble for your gym. There's clearly, I think, a play in here to make tons of money that is not the membership. Is that is that correct? Do we think that's almost, that has to be the case? There, there is an angle. There is an angle, and we'll get into that. Um, Go on. But first, first, I did a deep dive into this guy. His name is he goes by Relentless Tony, and because um, I was like, all right, so this guy's either like absolutely loaded or knows somebody who's absolutely loaded to finance this thing. Yeah. And so he's got a pretty popular Instagram account where he posts motivational stuff. And I was like, okay, I wonder what kind of stuff he was built what kind of stuff he's built. And then like the first video, literally the first video on there, this was it. Before this gym, we had five fucking gyms. Each one failed. We had to either sell or we had to close because we weren't gonna make it. No one remembers my fucking failed gyms. All everyone's gonna remember is this shit right here. And the same will go for you. No one's gonna remember your failures. Only your haters will. Cause people will sit there and they'll point to the micro actions you took, the times that you failed, but they're not looking at all the things that you're good at. There's plenty of people that will go against you. You could be a fucking saint and there'll be motherfuckers that they'll find a reason not to like you. You know why they'll find a reason not to like you? because you're the beacon of light in their dark dumpster fire of a life you are everything that they're not you exemplify what they could be because when you come from the same place as them and you're doing so much more than them they're gonna be like nah this ain't it so who is he speaking to like he's addressing a group like he's literally like but you can see his eyes are going from here to here like it's not one person I mean, or even like someone behind the camera it seems like there's a group of people it is I addressing bet it, there's a non-zero chance there are paper cutouts. He just put some paper cutouts there of people, and he's playing. I was gonna say the, stuff animals, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. 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 <laughs> the now, figures. yeah, just big giant six foot tall bears just filled with beans. Because uh, yeah. there, I think there's a chance he's playing the non now ubiquitous Instagram vertical video play of you set it up so you're talking to people, but it's just like you inside your right. closet. <clears throat> right, right. Um, like, the it, other it definitely piece wasn't. That, it, it just like was not what I was. Expecting expecting you know i was expecting to be strong lead with like everything i've done so far up till now failure i have never <laughs> and i'm sure there's other things but like it's funny because if you just take it at face glance which right now i have to he's like everything i've done disaster i am completely in debt i have ruined every life i've ever touched and yet here i am again investing 100 million dollars in a gym with yeah. a 69 dollar per month this... membership you can be if you can dream it you could be it He's got like another video where he talks about financing and, mm. and like getting financing. Mm. And he's like, yeah, no one's going to give you money if you like don't have a successful business. And then I got kind of confused here where like he's Clearly like, someone will <laughs> give you like, money. Every gym I've done has failed. 
Well, uh, let- and it, and it's almost like he's taking a victory lap, but the gym hasn't opened yet. Like he, yes. he's got a lot. He's definitely succeeded at getting a lot of attention and a lot of views. But I think it. Uh, we don't know if it's commercially viable, do we? <laughs> I don't think so yet, but I, I will say this in all, it, because we know that I'm over-charitable guy. Just in case you're watching Relentless Tony, I know we're, we're ribbing you. Uh, listen, there's a chance, and I have to assume that that's not actually correct. I have to assume for him to get access to this capital, clearly something has gone well and just happens to be a funny clip to look at in lieu of this conversation. And overall, I don't know, I'm kind of into this strategy of like just taking a massive, huge swing. It's almost too big to fail at this point. You know, and there's something to be said for this sort of, <laughs> Mateo disagrees, but there's something to be said for, maybe not too big to fail, but I don't know it's if not, you're that. It's not, it's not Chase. It's not a bank. You well, know, but listen, not... if, if you're that capitalized, there's something to be said for, and this is not a super scalable strategy, and I think most viewers are not going to do this, but I think there's something to be said for, don't do a $300,000 build out, do a $100 million build out and have so much money raised that you make such a ruckus and it's so unbelievably viral that you create other opportunities out of it. I think, again, our outstanding question is, what does the business look like? What is the PL? Because no investor is going to be like, yeah, light my money on fire and then you'll get famous and then later on we'll figure it out after we spend the hundred million and have no revenue. So I have to imagine again, I'm sticking with my story. I think there's a play here that has not yet been revealed. John, did you, um, in the first clip, did it showcase the barbershop and the, in the restaurant or no, is that no, another no. clip I watched earlier? Here, can you I can, play that, I can one? that one? All right, guys, let me show you the greatest gym in the world. Let's go. So this is going to be our barbershop. We're going to have five chairs, huge LED mirrors, this barber right across the top. It's going to have massive, beautiful couches where you can sit and wait, huge 100-inch TV. Don't worry, we didn't forget about the ladies. We got a blow-dry bar. So this is going to also have five chairs, huge LED mirrors, beautiful lighting, all marble floors. You can't forget about Fusion Fresh. It's going to be some of the most delicious food you've ever had. So think Chipotle, but flavors from all over the world. It has an open concept kitchen. You're going to be able to build a wrap, a salad, or a bowl. You can eat it here in a restaurant. And you don't got to be a member to eat at the restaurant. It has its own entrance. Don't you hate waiting for the cable machine at your gym? Where Fusion, you don't have to. We have six eight-stack cable crossovers. <laughs> all right, guys, if you like what you saw, like and share for part two. So, so he's like, we got Chipotle, we got a barbershop, we got blow dry bars, and we got some cable. I was like, wait a second, why? This does not fit the theme of the rest of the uh, things you're showcasing here. Um, So the the barbershop only has five chairs, but the barbershop they are extremely profitable. Typically, like I, I know a couple people who have owned barbershops, they can be cash cows. So it's entirely possible that he's just going to float this whole gym with just the barbershop <laughs> and the salon. Like, it's entirely possible. Haircuts. Yeah, exactly. It could be all the revenue is just going to come from those two places. Because I'm assuming, you know, getting a, a fade is not including your $69 a month membership or 79 or whatever it is. So, again, it's only five chairs. I think you probably need a couple more. But it could be that it's just going to be the barbershop and the, the gym is just, I don't know, the lead magnet <laughs> to get people to come in. Uh, who's to say? All right. So he has released a video stating his business plan and what it's cost. Um, 
why don't we why don't we watch it? Because you know, Mark's dying to get I'm talk dying about the business plan. To get to the he's bottom it, of this. It, yeah, he just wants to talk business. He doesn't care anymore. You know, we haven't even gotten to the three basketball courts, the member area, the boxing rink, the octagon. They're 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 just we're missing their whole areas we haven't even touched on yet. But Mark, I have let me bated breath. Let's go. I will end the suspense for you right now. Here is the plan. So we spent $10 million building this facility. It's going to take us one year to recoup our full investment. Let me give you a basic breakdown of our memberships. We have one that's $70 a month. We have one that's $100 a month. Our median price point is $85 a month. Our goal is to sign up 10,000 members. 10,000 members times $85 a month equals $850,000 a month. Over the course of a year, it's a little over than $10 million. That doesn't even include our barbershop, our salon, our restaurant, our retail store. That's just membership. And it didn't even include the cable machines. So how how many people, how many members does the average Planet Fitness have? Do mm, we know? It's like 2,500. 2,500. Okay, so. I, I, Wait, hold on. No, it was like, well, like the the actual number or like the reported number? You know, that's a, that's a debated in a short report right now that we've talked sure, about on the show. Right. But I, I guess no. It's like uh, six, they, hold on. They have like 16 million members, right? Is the number that they claim, um, and then they have they have about 2,500 gyms. So 6,400 is the the number per Planet Fitness, based off of the the numbers that they report. I know these. This is not the same gym as Planet Fitness, but I just don't know how are you going to get 10,000 people? How are you going to get 10,000 members? That's an obscene amount of members. It's crazy. I mean, and just the, the wear and tear, as we talked about it too, it's like it makes yes. all of the fabric things we've discussed, right. the materials become even more, because it's not as if there, and I know this is not what he's proposing. And to be clear, we don't know actually how much money was invested in it, but like he said, you 10 know, million. Let, right in the beginning so he invested 10 million but the thing is you don't, that's not the way that it works like you don't make that right. back because there's still other expenses the, now the operating costs are, yeah and again yeah. let's assume they're doing you know let's like meet, split it in thirds let's say he's doing 33 percent ebitda it's going to take him three years to make back that original investment okay we're cooking like that that can work and and obviously the scale of this business becomes very interesting you don't need to have a tons of locations because if you are making you know three and a half million dollars per year this could very well be something that could make sense. But, and again, I, I, I want everyone to succeed. I want this guy to absolutely kill it. And it's potential because I don't know enough about this model, but I, I share your questions, Mateo. I just wonder like how realistic is it? And is this, John, do you know, is this like downtown Philadelphia? It's Philly, right? But is it like? No, it's not. Okay. So for context, well, Mateo and I owned a gym in Philadelphia in Rittenhouse, which is like the sure. fanciest, yeah. bougiest, part of philadelphia rittenhouse rye great uh, whiskey shout out our sponsors here jim world worldwide 100 100 proof bonded whiskey this is like in a north uh eastern suburb of philadelphia so if we look at the closest shopping mall to where this gym is i'll tell you the tenants there is a walmart a longhorn steakhouse uh an olive garden a red lobster and a sky zone trampoline park hell yeah i mean <laughs> just from just yeah. from a population density, because people, are, as we know, famously are only going to drive, you know, where they say seven minutes on average, right? And and you two probably know more about this than I do because of your work with Kilo. But just from a population density, how many people are within seven minutes total? Is he hoping to have like thirty, like one out of every three person that could drive their signs but, up? 
that's what I'm trying to say. Like he he made it sound like in a year we're getting our money back, you idiots. All you haters, it's just going to take me a year. It's like you're describing this as if you have 10,000 members as soon as you open the doors and then they're all paying right, that right, price. Right, right. And right. then yes, in a year you have recouped the initial investment from just memberships. There's, there's, yeah. But it's like you have to first get those people signed up. Let's just assume forget the operational costs of sustaining 10,000 like people coming in and out, you know, at various points. Let's just say he's going to get those 10,000 members in a year, okay? But that means he's got to close and sign up, you know, uh divided by 12 months like 830, let's just say 830 to 8:50 new signups every month. That means he's got to conduct if he's got like a 50% close rate, let's just say, for just an example, that's like double the amount. That's 830 times 830 times 2 is like yeah, 1600 NSIs every every month like it's just insane like how how much you have to spend to get that amount of leads to generate those many appointments like that's it's wild it's just wild he also said no sign up fee no cancellation fee no contract right so, so that's assuming everyone these... stays right <laughs> right so it's no one, so there's no like there isn't a there's no disincentive for pausing your membership or canceling and starting back up if you're going somewhere um, yeah, like the churn and, and this is like, you know, we talk about planet fitness because they set up the gym. It's so cheap that like, you know, you don't use it, but it kind of motivates you like, Oh, I'll keep paying because I'm going to go next month. And if they have like right. 65, like, like there've been shows done on planet fitness where like, if all their members went to the gym, it would right. work. like if they used right. it regularly, right. like the model would be broken. So what's weird here is like, this gym is designed for people who lift. Like if you if this is the type of gym that is appealing to you, like you like lifting and you like going yes, to the yes. gym. And so you are going to use that equipment and that is like that is serious stuff. Like that is good looking right. equipment. Or, or the there. basketball court like you're going if you sign up cuz you want to play basketball, you're going to use it to play yes. basketball. You're going to yes. use the octagon. You're going to use the the squat yeah. rats, the deadlift stuff. Like yes. It's and not then you look at to, and then you look at like when we did Alpha Land and we were watching some of the video reviews there, it seemed like one of the biggest complaints of Alpha Land was that it was just like ass packed all the time. And they charge between like two and three hundred a month for a membership. So right. like you're in this weird middle ground pricing wise where you're positioning yeah. yourself as the best gym in the world. Price super makes premium. no sense. It's the middle. It's or not like kind of the middle. It's not like a high oh, yeah. premium. It, I think it's it is. not Planet Fitness and, price. It's yeah. such a weird. Why are you doing this? And particularly in we've that market. Talked so, we've talked so many times about how we think like the middle, it, like the fitness industry is bifurcating and then low price stuff is going to work well and really high price stuff is going to work well. And then we've seen everybody in the middle pivot to one side or the other. So all the other major gym chains have like built a bunch of amenities and larger clubs and upscaled so they can charge between like 150 and 300 a month or other ones have just like stripped stuff away and tried to copy what Planet Fitness is doing. But like everybody, like there's just a huge grave of failed gyms that live in that like 59 to $99 price yeah. point. So that was just the part that made no sense to me when I was watching this. I guess I seem to be circling back to my same question, which is, can someone gave access to $10 million 
I assume this is not Relentless Tony's personal wealth, or perhaps, again, I, I'm not really clear on exactly what his professional trajectory has been, but presumably this means, and we can also assume this is likely not a bank move. Those of us who've met with banks before, this is not the project generally that Chase is going to be excited about funding. So we assume there's investors of some kind, and we assume you know, one possibility here, and again, I hope this is not the case, is you just had investors that just really didn't know what they were doing. And, and that's, I guess, that's what I can't square. I can't, I can't see an investor with this type of income not being sophisticated enough, even if they don't know this industry, to do the simple back of napkin math, which Matteo did, which anybody with any business sense is going to be the first thing you do to be like, wait a minute, how does this work? So is there something we don't know? Yeah, but they saw how much he was investing up here. They That's saw true. how much, how true. relentless he, he was in investing in the most He's, precious I, I, asset. I want the guy to and win. That was I enough. want Relentless Tony to win. Okay, so I, th I've been hiding, I've been hiding a secret play from you guys. I've been hiding you what wouldn't. I think. You've been very coy, you little coy boy. <laughs> <laughs> what I think the big brain play is. So there was another video here. Uh, let's take a look. We just finalized a deal with a billionaire using Google Translate. Four years ago, when we met in China, everything that I told you that I would do, I have accomplished. I hope you have exceeded the task. A few years from now, we're going to look back at this day, and we're going to look at your $10 million a year goal. We're going to laugh because we're going to do $10 million. So... For those of you who month. are not okay. watching, the TikTok said, I closed a deal with a billionaire in China via Google Translate. And it was just him going back and forth. So <laughs> what are the chances that the gym cost $10 million and the and the deal was $10 million? Um, so, you know, I think that leads us to believe that this guy is the investor. Whoever this, this mysterious Chinese billionaire is, is the person who put the money in. Now... Uh, further internet sleuthing uh, revealed something else. So he's posting these videos now to try and drum up excitement of uh, like, he'll just go to other influencers who have cool gyms and be like, Hey, look at my gym and show them some photos and then just like have them react. So here's one of those. Dude, that is beautiful. 26 quad racks, boxing ring, octagon, four basketball courts, 20 Olympic benches. We also manufacture all the equipment too. Oh, that's awesome. So, oh my gosh. It is like, it's like a yeah. And, and here. But in Yeah. I love it. There is the mysterious reveal. Mm -hmm. He there said at the end there, we manufacture, like manufacture all of our own equipment. And so, so it's all, all the stuff. <laughs> It's a the, giant ad. <laughs> and so if you go back and you look at the original, like the plates, the dumbbells, the equipment, all of it says Relentless on it. And so apparently that's just not custom branded. That is the equipment brand. Okay. So but still such if an it's expensive like, commercial. No? Is it though? Because like, let's say, you're, let's say you're losing a few hundred grand. But this thing acts as like, like people are going to go to this thing. Like when I go to Philadelphia, I'm going to this gym. Uh, I, I want to meet Relentless Tony. I mean, we're, I doing want a, to, we're doing a Unicorn Society event there in the fall. We should go. Yeah. There you go. We should do it in the gym. Yeah. You know, we, we can all get a membership for what it, yeah. you know, we would have paid to <laughs> right. drop in somewhere. Right. Sign up for the uh, month and then cancel. <laughs> we go back to our places. There you go. That's, ex that's exactly what I'm going to do. So 
anyone who is into fitness is going to know about this gym and they're going to go there when they're in Philadelphia, which is like a commonly, you know, it's like one of the most traveled two cities in the U S and so if you're trying to break into the market where like rogue is super entrenched, like, is this a big brain play? That's I the only way you're making are. 10 million a year. Cause if yeah. from, from the $85 a month membership, you have to have a hundred thousand, like you'd have to have just an obscene amount of people paying, paying 85,000, paying $85 a month. It's, it'd be he crazy. Can always, like correcting the pricing is uh, never fun, but it's possible. That's what we talked about in the last episode we published. Like, you know, they can, that's easy. You're just like, okay, it's 200 now. Yeah. And I think like all the people who would love something like this would be like, thank God, you know, <laughs> like, it's right, right, like, right. The, like, I think I, the people who would appreciate and really enjoy a gym like this, like that's what they would expect to pay. And that's what they would want to have it be like a little less crowded and cleaner. And you know, not, I don't know who's to say, maybe they have a $10 million a month budget where they're just going to have like every machine will have a personal attendant who cleans it and like, it will be spotless all the time. Um, but yeah, like you kept saying, like, maybe this is a lead, you know, this is leads for something. This is leads. Yeah. And maybe that's what, the, you know, this is just like a loss leader. Like in fashion, it's not uncommon yeah. to build these massive flagship stores in New York City. Yep. And those things piss money. Like they and just they kick burn our money asses. on fire. And then we can't get fucking reasonable leases because everybody wants Zara to come lose $100,000 a month. And meanwhile, I just want to open up a gym and make money like a dum-dum. It's true. Yeah. The flagship, like a lot of times you have these direct to consumer fashion brands and then they'll finally open a retail shop. And it's literally just because it's an ad. Yeah. It's just, it's like a branding exercise, you know? Yeah. So I, I guess if this is like a branding exercise for the equipment and you're going to have famous, I mean, there's another video I watched where he's, he talks these other fitness influencers who also have big gyms christian guzman he does one with him and he's just like this is my gym he's like oh it's beautiful congratulations yeah I'm, a, I'm gonna fly you out i'm gonna fly you out for the grand opening so you will inadvertently have all these fitness influencers doing deadlifts doing squats with you know the relentless equipment branded right there on the plate so it's it will get eyeballs on your stuff um but, but like, yeah, when it's, I just, it's a go, wild like way I, to go about it, in my opinion. But yeah, maybe it, I'm, I have the small brain and they have the big brain. It's possible. Well, he, he links out to it in his website. And then this is the actual page that I got to. So I can't like actually find uh, the equipment. Yeah. If you wanted to order a Relentless Barbell, you like can't. The con we can fix this for you, Relentless, Tony. We'll be happy. Yes. If you give us a tour of the gym, we will we will get this done for you. But yeah, because I was like, I want to see I want to see the equipment. Like, this is awesome. If that's the big brain play, like, let me let me let me buy the let me buy something. Let me support this guy. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a, that's as far as we got there. Because uh, one other thing that he mentioned in his conversation with the anonymous, mysterious Chinese billionaire was 10 million a year. Haha. <laughs> We're going to do 10 million a month. What is the total addressable market for equipment sales? And is that a high margin business? Because that's that's a world I don't know like a ton about. But yeah. oh, you I don't can make I mean, absolute bank. You can okay, so does anyone like what is Rogue's yearly revenue? Do either of you know offhand? We know we know Techno Gym. So because uh, Techno Gym, like the family just sold their uh, some stock, but the revenue for Techno and it's publicly traded. 
um, in England, where like they have a lot of information available for uh, publicly traded companies. So uh, la 2020, so COVID revenue for Technogym was 510 million. Um, let me give you a market cap on that. Market cap is 1.6 billion on Technogym. I can, you know, and it's it, quarterly revenue 162 million, 12 million in net income, um, and that's quarterly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. There's, there's, a, there's real money there. Yeah, but admittedly, and certainly this is maybe the play they're going to go with because I, again, I realize they're trying to tack this to luxury brands, right? We are not so subtly almost ripping off logos of other luxury brands. And that's what Technogym, to their credit, has done really well, right? Because Technogym is a little bit different in a lot of equipment providers because, of course, for obvious supply chain reasons, you don't have a lot of actual globe straddling Bahamas. And Technochain, I believe, is based in Italy. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so they are actually a global high-end brand, a very unique style of equipment. Um, but admittedly, you know, there is a world. Maybe this relentless brand will be even more mass market. So maybe they're going to have, potentially, if they can figure out the supply chain thing. I, I have to imagine that's really what the game is. It's not even just to crush the United States, but truly be a global brand. And we'll see. Yeah, it's interesting, Mateo. It's uh, they, it might be a big brain play. We're gonna see here. We're gonna see here. I guess just bringing it back to like, you know, uh, other brands that build a flagship, they know they're gonna lose money on, but it's just as like a, you know, a, a glorified billboard. Right. Usually, you have the direct to consumer thing figured out, or usually you're already selling, like. You know, in all those cases, you are already selling lots, lots of product, and then right. you do the flagship thing. Right. It's interesting to go flagship uh, money, a loss leader first, and then I'm going to sell. Right. Uh, try to make money selling the equipment later, but who, who's to say? Here's a techno gym guy right here. He sold 550 million of his stock, uh, and he's got a 1.3 billion dollar fortune. Like most of it still in techno gym stock. So there is plenty of money to be made selling equipment. Um, all the stuff on like rogue isn't publicly traded, obviously. So we don't know what sure. their revenue is. If you Google it, there's just like, you know, it's a wide range it's somewhere between 180 million and 360 million are the estimates. Hmm. Um, it's still like pretty substantial. Oh yeah. And even at, even at like a 10% net profit and like, Oh um, yeah that's still good and it's an asset heavy business so like you know they probably if you look at like what the ebit is probably way higher so um right. you just have you just have to do you have to sell a lot of it like i can't imagine it's very profitable being a tiny equipment company right uh, but once you have scale like it's got to be a, yep. you, you know there's a lot of advantage to to being a very large one i imagine so that's true this, this and you is also a very interesting play yeah <laughs> you also doing. the other thing that strikes me seems probably true is you probably also have a decent moat once you achieve some scale with this size of company because by definition you know exhibit a being this whole endeavor it requires so much money to get the ball rolling yeah, a lot of startup capital yeah yeah so it's like in theory it, again the if this hit the way that we are analyzing maybe they're going for it might in retrospect be a absolutely brilliant genius move where they come out absolutely swinging. Uh, I agree with your assessment, Teo. It is a little interesting that this is the flagship loss leader is coming before the product to sell. 
but maybe it's all by design. And maybe if you're really dealing with a billionaire and this billionaire is all in and they've actually earmarked $50 million, they can just like light on fire before they start making money because they think in two to three years, they'll have a company that is comfortably pulling in 10, $20 million even per year just in profit. Could, could be interesting. Could be interesting to see the way this goes. So I think takeaway for gym owners is make friends with a Chinese billionaire. And next time you want to open your, your gym, your second location, you can get marble floors too. You can have six cable things and also a barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sums it up. So I, uh, we talked on the show about Wadapalooza and how they had a tattoo booth set up. And I made a video that was telling people that I found the story heartfelt and that if anybody wanted to get a kilo tattoo, I would give them a free website for life. This was three days ago. And last night I got this notification that oh my god <laughs> oh my lord one of our uh customers got inked got oh, the kilo k on there my god matt i good an lord absolute legend now wow i wish i could tell you he was the only one uh there are at least two other kilo tattoos oh confirmed god. going on uh one today and one over the weekend so uh Fisher, right. what do you think? Is this uh, is this big brain marketing, or um, are we being dumb here? I mean, I, I think you're going to be dumb because I think what's obviously happening is every one of your customers is going to get a kilo tattoo. So yeah, it's great advertising, but when you're not making any revenue because every customer has a kilo tattoo, I don't know. It's going to be tough to. There are a fair well, amount of gym owners who have a lot of tattoos who probably don't mind i'll just throw one other one on like just grab it yeah just any spot here just in between this massive piece and this massive piece throw it right there in the middle um i also don't think john gave any size specifications so yeah you can also just get true. a tiny oh, little I one said, i said a credit card i said size of a credit card okay cool still Damn i mean it. yeah you could wow okay i missed that part i didn't realize i had to be size of credit card i actually have a a very tiny kilo tattoo behind my ear that I was going right. to show you, but you can get another one. You, you know, you can get two. <laughs> get another one, right? Okay. So, like Arizona, <laughs> another kilo tattoo. Arizona Ice Tea's got the ninety-nine cent Tall Boy. Uh, Costco has got the dollar hot dog. Kilo's got the free website for life. If you get the kilo tattoo, you know that's our. Okay. That's the way we support the community. That's the way we we help along with giving them free education via Gym World. So yeah, anyone out there listening who's in the market for a website and we're kind of on the fence on Kilo, here's a great opportunity to get it for free for life. You, you just yeah, start you with too. a just start with a tattoo, you know, instead yes, of the website don't want, you don't want to make the initial investment, just start with a tattoo. Uh, the 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 tattoo for someone who's not a current Kilo customer is the relentless gym before I have the <laughs> before I have the supply chain figured out to sell equipment to the masses. So yeah, I think uh yeah, certainly think about it. So Fisher, we've talked a few times on the show that the broader you go, 
the tougher the competition is, and um, you like to talk about being niche, um, 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, great marketing book, says, uh, you know, if you can't be number one in your category, you got to keep niching down until you find a category you can be number one in. So uh, I thought we would do a segment on people who have basically niched down and created their own categories and then had them turn into very monster businesses. So here's the first one. Who is Brett Contreras? In 2006, I invented the barbell hip thrust. I am the creator of innovative strength training equipment, including the hip thruster, the T-bell, and the hammy track and roller. I conduct numerous experiments and publish research. I create monsters in my gym. I am the creator of the sport of strong lifting, and I'm the OG glute guy who created this whole niche. I have a PhD, a CSCS certification with distinction. I have almost 30 years of lifting and 25 years of personal training under my belt. I recently deadlifted 635 pounds beltless and almost hit 650. I've spoken at over 70 conferences and seminars worldwide, published over 50 peer-reviewed journal articles, authored three books, opened up three glute labs, and assembled one badass group of women who call themselves the Glute Squad. And this is just the beginning. Such a weird video. Best the vibes are profile so weird. ever. <laughs> so weird. So weird. You I know, just like I thought I, it was awesome. I love it. <laughs> I I thought it was just like like I just I don't know. It's like I create monsters in my gym. It's like oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like what what's happening? Like what, are you okay? Like what's going on? Like it's just the the, the his his tone and his his presence, demeanor just did not match that a couple lines in that video, particularly that one, you know. Also like uh, the 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 glute baddies, what was the what like are they glute famous? Squad. Am I supposed to, am I supposed to know who they are? Like is that like a very famous squadron? Uh, it's like the Red Bull girls, you know, but for glutes. They just yeah, around. okay. I mean, they, again, they just, just go around handing out glute exercises. Like some of his accomplishments are obviously very impressive, and a lot very of stuff impressive. he lists. And then just like some random things, like I almost hit six fifty on the deadlift. Like I almost did it, guys. He wanted like, he wanted I, to show some vulnerability. You know, <laughs> okay, he, was, he was hitting you with a maybe. lot of impressive stuff there. And yeah, so he wanted like, to show a little bit of. Vulnerability. I almost hit six. I didn't do it, but I almost did. It's like might as well have just said I almost hit seven hundred. Like I almost hit eight hundred, but I didn't. You know, like. <laughs> I don't know. Very, very strange hype video. Um, I do want to use some of those tools he said he invented to work on my glutes. So, oh yeah, third, third obviously working, really great. Yeah, third yeah really I great. do want to. I want to jump in on that. But yeah, just uh, I create monsters in my gym. It's like, oh, well, I, uh, you well know. Fisher, you, you, a hundred percent. You, you definitely met this guy in person a few times, right? Like, oh he's yeah, in he's your pal corner of yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is, so what, is of course, interesting because we tend to have more fun when we don't have any contacts and we just start shooting our mouths off. This one, unfortunately, I have contacts because Brett is a, a friend of mine. So, um, yeah, I certainly do see the what you're saying there, Mateo, about the disconnect. My read on this, which I understand, I think actually is, is somewhat successful, is 
poor Brett, because the thing about Brett is he really, really gives a shit and he's really into the science and he genuinely, I think is not only a clear thinker, but has one of my favorite qualities I look for in really any expert, but certainly in the fitness industry of his mind keeps evolving and changing over time. And he is, you know, and I, I think I'm pretty well known for my cyborg terminator, deeply off-putting work ethic and stamina. And he makes me look like a lazy ass. So I think for Brett, a source of continued frustration, which I can understand is seeing a lot of tomfoolery on the interwebs, particularly as it relates to glute function and him being like, you are a random internet person. You've trained four people. I have all of these things. So my assumption is this hype video was about establishing that credibility and uh, authority. Um, and, you know, the thing about Brett that I also quite like personally that I think maybe adds to a little disconnect in this particular video perhaps is Brett is actually like like kind of like a sweet – he's so weird. I was say, he seems like he's a sweet man, a very sweet he's like, guy. And he's quirky and he's also like, you know, he's both sweet but also like can have like an edge. You know, and this is like like scientist like zen Brett sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I, I, I got to like – you know, tap out this one a little bit because I really do like Brett a great deal and really respect the what he's done and have learned a lot from him also over the years. Nobody Absolutely. Should. Seems very impressive, very knowledgeable, and like done a lot for the field. Like everyone is probably do does the glute totally. hand because of him. It, I mean, he so, literally like, invented it. Like it's a like he yes. stand he he went to perform better in like two thousand seven with like a five hundred page book and then waited and then like put shoved it in the hands of every presenter and everyone's like, Who the fuck is this guy? And he was a math teacher. He was literally taught like math and he just got super into this and and then the glute article started posting up on T Nation and that the rest right. was history. Everyone was like, okay, looks like we need some loading like that on the hips. Who would have thought? It's the, you know, a bench press for your butt. Here's what I love about this. I love that like he's been able to just consistently talk about glute training for like over a decade. Yes. Like to show up every day and talk about this like very random, very niche thing. Um is just like very impressive Two, like he like obviously he's quirky uh, you can see that in the video um like he has a massive audience because he massive. wasn't always like he he wasn't big like on video originally right like he was like a no, Dan type he, guy where he was like a big blogger and writer originally right yeah he wasn't even really mainstream it really was only the advent of instagram that he i think really tipped over into a lot of mainstream influencer status before then he was well known in a certain corner of strength coaching but you know as soon as instagram happened and admittedly of course you know and he would be the first to admit this when you're able to post a lot of really well-shaped terriers you're going to get some eyeballs onto your feed um but, you know, he's also a great example of someone that actually just did the strategy that everybody talks about. Like, just be so good they can't ignore you. Just, like, love your craft and then just make content about the stuff you love. And he really did that with, I don't want to say, like, with minimal strategy except to, to maybe say, like, that as a compliment. You know, and he also jokes all the time. Like, he's like, yeah, people are always telling me, like, like oh, you're really not doing a good enough job. You're leaving all this money on the table. He's like dude, I make so much more money than you. Like, so he's constantly having like marketer people being like, oh, you're, you're really not optimizing properly. He's like, dude, I am so rich beyond I ever need. I just do what I like all day long. Like, Shut up. Like you're not even making hundred figures. Get out of here. 
Anyway, a hundred figures. Hundred figures. You heard it here first. Fisher estimated his uh, <laughs> his income at a hundred figures. Yes, um, hundred. Yeah. So so we we're talking with like Dan Trink, who is big in like the you know he's a frequent contributor to Men's Health yesterday, and we were talking about like a lot of people from that that era uh, just didn't evolve, just didn't get to video, right. and then just kind of fell off. And like this is not the case. Like this guy just like transitioned to this medium and evolved, and is now massive. Um, I have no clue how much he makes, but I am assuming it is just a boatload of money. Uh, like when I posted something on the topic, like he got more notoriety from just like random people not in fitness that follow me than like any other fitness influencer that we've yes. talked about. Like yeah. the appeal for a sculpted glute is broad and like he just invented this thing. Like it was just, he just kept niching down and stayed in his lane and you know, now he's rich and probably deservedly so. Yeah, I think so. I think that's why you see the rise in neck training. It's because there's just everyone's owned a body part. You know, everyone has, we have the glute guy already. We have the knee guy already. Yeah, We're going to have, yeah. we had the shoulder guy. Already. Like, you know, we've run out of body parts. So now everyone's fighting to be the neck guy. The neck guy. Yeah. I'm going to be the neck guy. Uh, I specifically want a new neck. I'm going to be the scalings influencer. Everyone knows the go-to market <laughs> right. for scalings training. Right. Right. There's a, exactly. there, there's jaw guys now. There's jaw guys. Exactly. Like Mouthpieces, yeah. and it's called like jaw talk. So right, right, um, yeah. So we're just running out of body parts. That's that's the that's what's happening. All right. So you kind of tipped off my next one. Uh, also incredibly popular right now. Without any equipment, you can start improving bad knees right now. Yeah. Step one: ten minute walk, but backward. And if you use a treadmill, make sure it's not turned on. Then 25 tibialis raises. This does not directly strengthen the knee. It strengthens this muscle that goes from below the knee to the inside of the foot. That gets weaker when we stop slamming force into the knee. So bolstering it gives us a better chance to heal and return to activities without being as vulnerable. Finish your 10 <laughs> minutes, your 25 reps. You just put money in the bank for areas that may have been decaying for years. And you improve your chances of regaining pain-free positions and eventually range of motion. So that zero program helped thousands of us get back the activities we love. Then through further gathering of data, I've established standards such as 20% of your body weight for 15 strict reps. That's not perfect. It's a guide where no guide existed. So for me, it's really simple. Same me without a route, surgeries, painkiller addiction, icing my knees four times just to get through the day and having to give up my sport. Same me after not having to do anything for treatment, 10 years, without a setback, achieve my lifelong dream of dunking. And when I play basketball, it feels like I'm dreaming because it feels so good. So I get overly enthusiastic, but the goal of all of it is really simple. If you're not experiencing life as you hope for, I hope you get to experience that joy again. Jesus Christ. I get overly enthusiastic. I also love the love clipping it. the mic on the hat. Very cool. Very sweet move. I love so, it. So what do you think? Like I love this guy. I mean, I don't. I'm gonna sign know. up. Yeah, I need to. I yeah. need help with my knees, so I'm signing up. I'm opting in. I'm subscribing. I sadly, stupidly, haven't actually really dug into his work. I'm familiar with him, of course, just from around the industry, and I haven't really taken time to really consume his content. My understanding is, I hear like pretty good things about something that at first seemed almost definitionally provocative for its own sake. And admittedly, this is now me 
talking without contacts, but I don't know. I really like that clip. I, you know, I think I'm, I feel like I'm hearing good things about his stuff generally. So I'm coming into this with a little bit of a bias that he's probably legit. I also just, again, it's another like weird, quirky thing that's, that everyone's trying to do, right? Whenever you talk about content marketing in any industry, you're always trying to sell people on the, the internet is the dream because whatever it is you like, you can monetize it. If you really like hairspray for cats, you can become the hairspray for cat expert and sell an info product and have a hairspray for cat mastermind to people and you get expert your 1,000 true fans. Right, 100%. And I think a lot of people try to do that and they, they just don't ever actually get there. Either the content's not that good or they don't actually know that much. And this gentleman off admittedly very limited exposure strikes me similar to Brett. I'm like, I guess you just, you really like this thing and you're willing to talk about it constantly and you're probably doing great financially because of it and helping people, which is cool. The Brian Johnson, the guy who does the blueprint. So he's a guy who spends $2 million trying to extend his life. Yeah. Yeah. He is like a huge knees over toes advocate. So that's what he does for his workout. And so, um, if you're spending $2 million a year, I'm sure you did a little more research than we did going into the show. And the fact that like, he's like, I'm the science guy. I know all the best stuff. And he does this, um, seems like a good enough endorsement. And, um, yeah. I, and this guy just like, this is so merchable. Like all these guys have like specialty equipment that work with right. their training protocol and then the accompanying training protocol. Um, and so when I first saw it, I was like kind of skeptical. I was like, oh, like this is just another one of those like gimmicky things. Um, but again, I posted about him before and just people littering my feed being like, I love this. Have you tried it? It's changed my life. Like very, very, very super legit um comments from people so i've never done it myself but um i think this guy created his own category and is absolutely crushing it good job all right so he is not the only uh jump influencer i found there is another guy called paul fabritz have you heard of him fisher mm -mm. So here's a video of him on TikTok. I've been having dreams Splashing in the summer street Tripping I fall in Just jump For those who didn't see that, it was him jumping over a trampoline uh, and then just landing, jumping off of a trampoline and just like landing on the ground on his knees. Um, so pretty impressive. And then there's this picture of him I know because one someone who works for me did his program and he said he listened to a podcast where he said he was doing a few hundred thousand in jump training programs. And then you have this house tour here where like this is his actual gym where he trains people and it also seconds as his house in like a fancy part of California. Yeah, so he like apparently he trains like famous athletes and like, yeah, or just like rich people who want their kids to become famous athletes. And yeah, it's, it's insane. It's got a basketball court, full outdoor gym. He inherited a lot of the Roman art deco of the pool, but uh, that's where he has smoothies for his people afterwards. He's got a podcast studio. Um, his, his wife sings apparently. Uh, he says he wants to quit and start rapping. I'd love to hear that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very impressive setup for the home gym slash home uh, office what do you think of this fisher i'm not sure to think about it just because i don't i mean i think it's an amazing 
house and it looks like an incredibly sweet facility. Um, I guess I don't have a ton more context other than again, just thinking, what are you possibly charging? What are you selling to have a house right. like that? An expensive part. I mean, my initial impulse it's like, is this a trust fund? Is this something like inherited money? Like looks like they're super, super killing it. I mean, clearly there's several hundred thousand subscribers. Clearly this video has lots of views and I can assume you can charge, a, you can charge a lot of money for training, but there's a real limit on that, right? Unless there's some other yeah. product or, cause that doesn't actually scale. So I'm just not sure yet what the actual business here that is looking, creating what looks to be a five to $10 million estate or fit, you know, again, this part of California could be 15, $20 million estate. Yeah. I mean, I imagine he, the, the celebrities, they pay him quite a bit of famous athletes, but yes, to your point, that's probably just used then in turn as marketing. He gets those people on his podcast. People watch it because they want to hear from their favorite athletes. And then from there, I'm assuming selling some <laughs> Why do all jump these guys program have like links, right? And then from there selling <laughs> some program or some like, um, you know, thing to the masses. Uh, but yes, yes I, it, uh, it's we, interesting. We even, we can buy. Yeah. Looking at the description box, it's, I, I just, I can't get over. So again, we don't know enough about this house, but I'm like in my head and we're making like huge generalizations here, but I'm like, this has to be at least a $5 million house. You have to do real well to be able to afford let's call it, you know, a million dollar down payment and $2 million, whatever for on top of that, for like furniture and whatever. And then the mortgage on a $4 million mortgage for that to make sense and have like your lifestyle, unless there's literally no savings and it's all going into the house and the business is paying for the house. So it's a, uh, but even then I'm just, this just math isn't adding up for me what I'm seeing on here, but obviously it's working. So barring there being some sort of not spoken about, you know, massive inheritance thing that is like a part of this that's factor again. Um, I'm assuming again, that there's other products on here that they're selling very well, because I have to imagine again, to, to make, to afford a house like this, you, you have to maybe at least make 2 million in net income, maybe 3 million in, in net income. That's, that's a lot. You have to do a lot of sessions. Even if your NBA players are paying you you know, you just do the math, you back that out. Like that's a ton of revenue you got to be making per month. And of course, as we all know, to, to net 3 million, your business usually is making way more than 3 million because there's always going to be expenses associated with it, even if you have a super, super lean business. So anyway, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm curious what's going on there. I'm and curious. yeah, you can only coach so many of them, even if you are only doing NBA athletes, like there's, you can only coach so many of them in the day. Um, so yeah, it's, Interesting. Raising but, good questions, Mark. Uh, the putt putt. Uh, I don't know, but I love this model. I love all these people who are just building sick home gyms and training people from the gym. Yeah. And just yeah. like writing off their house as a business expense. Yeah. Like yeah. that is a sick model. That sounds so much more fun than having just like a a, a regular gym. So I am one hundred percent thinking very seriously about how to have my businesses buy my next home. But the problem is you can't really do that if you're never going to bring your clients or there ever i'm like is it okay but i have i'll have a youtube studio in it so does that mean right. my business can buy the house <laughs> you like, just yeah. need some mba clients you know that's a that's the only thing you're missing so yeah some, i need some mba clients or i need to bring but even you know even then it's like you know i i'm i'm curious about this move broadly but i think i'm going to be you know reluctantly accepting the augusta rule
I will so, say I wish there was a bathroom tour of this one. We've gotten a bathroom tour everywhere else we've we visited virtually. You know? I think they did and show I, briefly a stick-looking shower. There was a shower with some really cool-looking lighting. Mm, and mm. That, I want to know where the NBA players go to the bathroom when they visit that's uh that's for the only fans you gotta right. you gotta pay a little bit extra for that but yeah right just jump training that's his thing jump training so uh, i you can make a lot of money or, Good for or him. appear like you make a lot of money um <laughs> just from doing jump training so a him. lot of people have shitty knees apparently uh all right oh, yeah. there's one more and this one i don't think is killing it i just put it on here because i thought mateo would like it it's called oh. So that's called a metal workout. Yeah, and, love it. Love and, it. Really bullish on metal workout. <laughs> so it's just like uh, the, the theory is you work out harder when you listen to metal. And like most gym music is not metal. So they made a like very niche workout program for people who like working out and metal. Metal But people workout. do listen to metal music when they work out. Although that's the part like I didn't really get like it's – it's interesting because there's a couple, you know, people involved in this who are like famous metal artists. Um, like there's a guy from Trivium in there, which, by the way, my Latin teacher in middle school said, no, it's Triwium. And I was like, well, they are just pronouncing it wrong then because I don't know what to tell you. They all say Trivium. It's like it's Triwium. It's like, all right, whatever. John Leopold. Arnold that actually is true. Real right? one. But I because how much we really know about how we pronounce Latin. But I believe that actually is correct in no, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's correct. Um, I've said I've said some controversial things in here, but I'm pretty sure it is supposed to be trivium. But everyone says trivium anyway. I know. Anyway, um, so one of the guys involved in this is like from that band, and like that's pretty sweet. It's just a very I've never seen. I've I should say I've rarely seen you know famous artists or celebs. Everyone usually chooses tequila to sell, right? right. Uh, but right. I'm going to take my audience and I'm going to choose instead to just sell <laughs> workout and weird yoga uh, courses. I mean, I'm here for it. I love it, I, but it's just I it's think, interesting. Uh, I might suggest that Tribium, was it? I, I don't know that Tribium has quite the mainstream popularity. With all due respect to you and uh, the effect you might have yes. on them. Uh, I'm not sure they're really in the place where they can really launch a tequila brand. So this might actually right. be a savvy move on their part. It's but I think true. the broader question that – or the perhaps the – observation that john made is i don't know necessarily this is a brand new concept that no one's ever thought of it's right it's, no one's ever I'm thought saying. of it it's like working out but it's with really hard rock music so you work out like hard it's gonna, change everything. To cro- it's gonna change everything if you've been to a crossfit gym like it's usually it's usually <laughs> metal like it's either like really intense edm or it's metal like it's yeah, yeah. it's one of the two typically so it's just no it was wild but I, I hope wish them the best. That's kind of my thing. Always, I'm always, I'm always like, I wish them the best. But I always do. I really do. I mean, I played a lot of metal when I coached my classes, so I don't know. I guess I, uh, I definitely was obnoxious EDM guy. As I guess I should sue them because they stole my idea oh, that yeah. I invented. Lawsuits. But I am here for it. I'm super into it. I love it. I want to invest. What you're saying is all. Sounds very easy and sounds very simple. Not actually that simple. But yeah, I mean, anyone out there, takeaway is, you know, just pick a different genre of music and that's your niche now. You know, you can do classical 
workout. You can do Me- jazz. Metal, metal workout's workout. the only one that uh, I don't think is successful out of the four. Like, maybe it is. I don't know. But it definitely, um, you know, no clear indicators of absolutely crushing There is it. no house Our with other uh, three examples. Yes, well, because no they're also, like, French. Cool. So it was, like, hard to, like, check out the website and see and evaluate because I don't speak French. I mean, I will say of the Even various... more niche, just metal yeah. <laughs> You have to like working out, you have to like metal, and you have to speak French. But, you know, we checked out some of the other examples, and a lot of those links didn't work. At least the links here work. There is a way to opt in Mm. and maybe buy something. So who's to say? uh, The metal workout people were probably the most likely to get a kilo tattoo, and we would have built them a website. So, you know, it's kind of upsetting. Yeah. That's all for this week, folks. Be sure to dislike, unsubscribe, and leave a hateful comment. We'll see you next week on Gym World.